everybody, it's Mixed American Rebel. I am here to bring something that's usually what's on everybody's mind. Alright, so anybody else think it's ridiculous how you say something and it's automatically offensive? Like Stephanie Bright, he said, she's a musician and a very out trans woman. She's a beautiful woman, don't get me wrong. You say butthole, penis, vagina, titties, something along those lines. You know, something basic human anatomy. Automatically, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to say that. Really? What am I supposed to call it? My lady parts? That could be one of three things. My vagina, my uh, boobies, or my booty. Okay? I'm a lady, those are my parts. What the hell am I supposed to call them if I can't call them by their scientific name or a general term for it? Honestly, it's a little bit ridiculous. So I'm, it boggles my mind how it's brought up and it's like going, it's something that nobody likes to talk about. If somebody even mentions it, they're like, oh no, we can't have that conversation. Really? Come on. All right. So, in addition to that, who else finds it ridiculous that you go wearing a, you know, disturbed band shirt? I mean, like, it's, it's a cool shirt. I'm sorry. I listen to the band. Yeah. Do I have to know every single song? No. I'm a fan of the, the band. But I'm not a diehard fan where I know every little detail about their lives. In all honesty, the people that do are kind of creepy. But they're diehard fans. They have, it, they found something that they're extremely passionate about. And I'm not, when I say they're creepy, I'm not saying that, oh, they weird me out. I'm just saying that it's creepy cool that they're doing this. That, you know, they found something that they're so passionate about that they insist on knowing every little bit about the band, the band members, when the band started, and stuff like that. I think it's cool. I mean, it's not for me, but it's cool that they found something that they're passionate about. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. And like I he said in one of my previous things, it's like about politics and religion and stuff like that. You can be very passionate about politics. That's fine. You can be very passionate about government. You can be passionate about your sexuality. That is a-okay. But when it's literally offensive to walk down the street wearing a shirt or saying, having a casual conversation with a friend and all of a sudden somebody interrupts you and was like, oh no, that's extremely offensive. You can't say that. Like... I am part Mexican, part Hispanic, whatever you want to call it. I have family that are from Juarez, Mexico. I have family that's from the U.S. I have family that's from the U.K., Germany, Arabia. Freaking, I even have family that are in Tokyo, Japan. But I can't say, oh no. Like, my little beaner's coming out. I need to eat me some spicy food. Okay? It's a joke. Like, it's not meant to be offensive. I call myself a little uh, beaner, her freaking. all the time. Just because I like beans. Just because I'm also Mexican. Hell, my c- uncle who is 90% in Hispanic. His dad, who is full-on Hispanic Mexican, he's from Juarez, Mexico, and he even jokes around. He's like, ha-ha, I'm a beaner. He doesn't care. It's people that are so wrapped up into their own selfish little lives that have to find fault in yours that makes it a sad Existence in the continent of the United States, in the world actually, because you say something offensive on, even on accident. 
in a foreign country. You're immediately, like, grouped in with, like, oh, you're just, like, one of those other American people. Like, no. I didn't know it was offensive to you. I apologize to you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to keep saying it outside your earshot. I'm just saying, if I come across you again, I'm probably not going to say it in front of you. I highly doubt I'll ever come across you again, but still. And I know people are probably going to be like, oh, wow, she's so awful. She must be like one crazy white chick. No, not really. My dad's, it's mixed. His, His grandfather's from the UK. The rest of his family is from all over the globe. I have my ancestor DNA thing if you want to uh, contest this whole spiel. Yeah, most of my family's from Brit- Britain. Doesn't mean that I'm all, all British? No. Doesn't mean that I'm all, all. I, let's go save the queen. No. I am an American human being. I don't identify as white, black, Hispanic, or anything. When in the, on that little, little box that they say at the freaking doctor's office, or if you had to fill out any legal paperwork that says, do you have your ethnicity? I put other every single time because I am a mixed person. Nobody's all Caucasian. Nobody's all, all African American. Nobody's all China, uh, Asian. Or nobody's all uh, Middle Eastern. So, I mean... Nobody's 100% of anything. And if you are, hats off to you. I take a bow to you. That's amazing. Your family didn't go anywhere. Ever since the beginning. Now, don't take me wrong. I find it cool when somebody's 100% Japanese or 100% in English. I find it very interesting. I find it very cool. But you know what? When you're born in a country, guess what? You're that. So, if you're born in America, you're an American. If you're born in Canada, you're Canadian. If you're born in London, England, you're English. Like, uh, if you're in China, you're Chinese. Even if you're not technically... If, even if you don't have the simple traits of an Asian person, you are Chinese. You were born in China, you're Chinese. If you were born in Tokyo, Japan, you're Japanese. If you're born in India, you're, Hin- you're Indian. I mean, it's that simple. You don't. Everybody's so concerned about like the color of your skin and finding out what their ethnicity is. It's like, oh, you're mixed. What are you mixed with? Everything. Like, literally, if you look, if I was to show you my ancestry DNA thing, I would, you would literally see like, bits and pieces of me all across the globe on the little picture. It has me in Russia, it has me in Africa, it has me in Japan and China and Tibet and Mongolia and it has me all across it's the Middle East. Has me all across the, all across Europe, all across Europe, and it's crazy because people are like going all about one hundred percent. You look this. This is what you are, and it's not. It's not. It just really isn't. So if I come across you, I highly doubt it. I don't even know if anybody really listens to this. But anyways, all I know is that if I come across you and all of a sudden you you hear me say something that probably is going to offend you, I'm not doing it to piss you off. I'm saying it because that's how I talk. I probably sound like a redneck person to you, but you know, yeah, I have guns. Yeah, I have knives. Do I you? Do I go out shooting and everything? Nope. My husband goes hunting. I use the guns for self-defense. In all honesty, I don't even like using them. I barely know how to shoot one. Alright? So, the swords? Oh, hell yeah. 
You come to my house, be prepared to have your one of your appendages chopped off. Just saying. More efficient if somebody that tries to come in and steal your shit gets their hand chopped off. Let's go old school, traditional, crazy person justice. You want to come in here? You want to threaten me and my family? Chop off your arm. Like, seriously. I don't know. This may come off as offensive to people. And I'm not here to tell you what's offensive and what's not. But I'm just saying that if you guys take everything that somebody else says to heart, then you're obviously, obviously too self-absorbed and an idiot to understand that not everybody's going to think like you. Not everything's going to be what you want it to be. I want world peace, but guess what? People are, are greedy bastards and they like to shoot people well, because so-and-so has a hotter wife and so you want to hey, kill the husband so that way you can have his wife. Yeah, no, that's not how it's going to go. But good old Montana. Gotta love it. Anyways... That's all for today, folks. Hope you guys have a great day. Um, If you guys want to, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JulieBuck89. Um, I doubt anybody will. But if you are, go ahead and check me out there. You'll see all my ranting and ravings. And you'll probably see a couple pictures of my family. Swear to God, though, any y'all bastards come and stalk me, we're going to have problems. So, again, that's it for today. Hope you guys have a great day. Uh, Much love. Mix American Rebel out. Hey, everyone. It's Mix American Rebel here. Sitting in my kitchen. Having fun. So, here's the deal. It's election time here in Montana, which everyone knows is the time when all the politicians decide, hey, we're going to throw shade to every to our opponents and be like going, yeah, well, they did this. Okay. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. Okay, let me talk today. So it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, seriously, they think, oh... If I throw them this shade, they're not going to have enough stuff to throw up back at me. I hid my tracks well. No, he did not. You so did not. So then people get all upset when like, oh my God, they showed this person's private life. But they're okay if they show somebody else's private life. That's why I don't like politics. Because they're all like going... Oh, back in high school, there were drug addicts? Yeah, they were teens. They made mistakes. They fucked up. All right. So they smoked pot and they got caught for it. Maybe that was the point when they turned themselves around. Maybe they were like going, oh my goodness. What am I going to do with this? How am I going to change my my life and then from then they go to college they get a degree they get all smart not usually but still they they learn things and then they're like going hold up if i become a politician i could change some things Mm-hmm. yeah but still anyways but everybody's all like going oh my they did this they did that and it's like going Dude, if you're not prepared to have your stuff put out in the open, don't be throwing everybody else's stuff out there. And it's it's kind of sad and a little pathetic how there are so many people that are wanting to go into politics to change things. And then all they end up doing is arguing about whose past life was shittier. Was your life shittier than mine? I mean, seriously. I was raped when I was eight years old. But you know what? I grew up from that. And you know what? I have a husband. I have children. Do I trust every person out there? No. 
do I trust that, like, there aren't bad people out in the world? No. There are bad people out in this world. There are, they're always going to be that person that thinks, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this person. And that's pretty much how humans work. It's not that I'm saying that everybody is like this, but a fair amount of people are like this. They want only who want to see how much they can get from somebody else. And no matter how anybody looks at this, this is how it's going to happen. People are going to be like going, ooh, Mr. So-and-so has a nice wife. It must be because he's got lots of money. Or how come Janet has a very nice husband, but he's broke? It's not the amount of what you have in your wallet that counts as a person. It's how much you put forth to this world. What you give in to the community. What you give into that relationship. Do you offer stability? Do you offer loyalty? Do you offer friendship? Do you offer companionship? What do you bring to that? So when I see people that are like going into politics and then they're like going, oh, but I slept with a whole bunch of women, but I was married to this lady. I failed on being loyal to my wife. What makes you think that I'm going to be loyal in the freaking law? Okay, legally binding document states that I'm married to you, but hey, doesn't mean I have to be loyal to you. It's shady stuff like that that gets everybody frustrated, and that's the type of shade that gets thrown out there half the time. This person slept with this person while they were still married, but little do they know, that person was probably going through a separation. They don't know. Only the people involved know. But you know what? I'm just speculating here. (sighs) I'm not touching on the Kavanaugh thing at all. All I know is that if you did something, you should be prepared to deal with consequences. Like in one of my other previous episodes, it's about consequences, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You got to deal with it. Karma's going to eventually kick you in the butt, or in some men's cases, kick you in the balls, especially politicians. If you are not prepared to live a semi-faithful life to one person, or to your government, or in general, then be prepared to not have a job where people will trust you. Or be prepared to be single for the rest of your life and labeled as a sick, nasty pig. That's how it works. And it's crazy to see how people start acting. It's like, really? Let's see how messed up you can be today. Like, currently, in my lovely little hometown, there is current things where it's like when... This person is under scrutiny because he's being accused of sexual molestation of some of the female members of the school. Could it be possible? Anything's possible. Could it be possible that people are lying just so that way they can get attention and they can get money? That is very highly possible as well. I'm not saying that this person is doing that. I'm not saying that the accusers are doing that. I'm just saying that anything is possible. And no, before anybody, he comes at me saying, you're shaming the victims. No, I'm not. I'm saying that there are a lot of people desperate for a status change. And there are some people that are truly victims. And I totally applaud you for stepping out and 
confronting your accuser. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I did that, but, you know, nobody believes a little eight-year-old child when her parents are drug addicts. So, and when I say drug addicts, my parents smoked a lot of pot. My mom was an alcoholic, but they smoked a lot of pot. Were they together? No. Were they, did I have a normal childhood? Probably not. But I'm not going to hold that against them. So, but anyways, so there's this thing where it's like, I testified. I sat there in the police department without my mom, without my dad, in a cold, dark room with a male police officer as he's questioning me, where did this guy touch you? Are you sure he touched you? Are you saying this because you don't like your stepdaddy? Are you saying this because you don't want him, mommy to be with him anymore? Even the police officer didn't believe me. And when the CPS lady came in and talked to me, yeah, I finally got to deal with the lady. I was so excited to see a female I was like in tears going, I want to go home. I want to go to my dad. I want to, I want to get out of here. Because when you get put, when you put an eight-year-old child in a cold, dark interrogation room, you know what that can do to people? Like seriously, mentally screw you up. Another reason why I don't like cops. At least not the cops. Like there are certain cops. I will not deal with. Like half the time. I'll get pulled over and I'll be extremely respectful. I will ask them. If they ask me why they pulled me over here. I'll give them an an honest answer. I'll give my driver's license. My registration. I'll keep my hands where they can see him. Everything. You want to know why? Because I want to make sure that they aren't nervous. That they feel safe. That they know that I'm not a threat to them. So that way. None of the things that you see on TV where cops accidentally shoot somebody and they get in trouble for it. I don't want their lives ruined. I don't want my life ruined. I want them to be able to go home to their family. I want to be able to go home to my family. So when I say I don't like certain cops, there are certain cops which are super sketchy. And they'll just be straight up assholes. And I'm not saying that there's not cops that'll be straight up assholes. I'm just saying that there are some cops who will be extremely nice and will be like going, you know, you didn't go over the speed limit. It, it's just that you were kind of weaving in and out. We're, we're going to do a drugs. We're going to do a, a sobriety test on you real quick. And then we'll ask you to blow in this little tube. You, you can deny, Hey, doing any of this is fine. But if you do, um, you will be, you are suspected of driving drunk and whatnot. I wasn't drunk. I was extremely tired. I had worked a double shift at two different jobs for two days straight, and I was dead tired. There was no drugs or alcohol in my system. I blew way under the limit. I didn't even have, I was a 0.00, okay? And the officer was like, are you just really tired? And I'm like going, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull up to the rest area and I'm going to uh, just park it for the night. And that was when I was driving on two, Highway 212. If you don't know where Highway 212 is, is in Montana. That's between Billings and Red Lodge. And it's known as the deadliest highway in Montana. It is because you go around one corner and all of a sudden, boom, there's a deer. Unfortunately for me one year, I ran into a moose. Don't ask me how I accomplished that. All I remember is big moose and I'm like, oh shit. And good thing I had an all steel truck at the time because my truck got totaled. I was fine. A few scrapes and bruises and the moose was dead. Which in all honesty, when you go 65 miles per hour around a corner and hit a moose dead on, 
in a solid steel truck, either you're going to be dead or the moose will be dead or you're both going to be very hurt. I was fortunate enough to be very hurt and the moose dead. Because honestly, I would have been in tears trying to figure out how to put this moose down. Alright, that would have been awful. But anyways, I'm off topic. I'm off topic. Where were we? Politics, right? Okay. So politics, guys. It's just basically back in high school where you're like going, so-and-so likes this person. Oh, no. I heard she liked boys, like girls. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Ah, It's not disgusting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that back in high school, in my high school at least, there was people that were so homophobic that they were like, I, they can't, they don't date girls, so we can't be friends with you. And it was very hard being a bisexual person to just go into school and be like going, go up to a girl that you like and be like, hey, I think you're pretty. Would you like to go out on a date? Half the time it was like going, ew, you're gross. And I got super depressed, almost suicidal because I felt so betrayed by my own mind and by my heart for liking two different genders. So... Don't worry, I grew out of that. Not the being bisexual part. I grew out of being ashamed of who I am, so. Oh, that was gross. Anyways. So. Politics. Is like high school. They just are more public about it. Instead of in high school when you just like silently didn't like somebody politics that you just throw it out there you're like on this person the reason why i'm against this person is because of this reason and this is why you should be against him okay both your moral values suck sir if you have the need to throw out somebody else's dirty laundry so that way it makes you look better you are a sad individual And now I kind of sound like them. Because I'm throwing all their shit out there. And I'm saying that they're an awful person. And now it's coming out looking like that I'm an awful person. So I guess I'm as, just as awful as one of those politicians. But I'm being honest and real. It's not really me being a bad person by saying what they're doing is wrong. It's just my personal opinion. If it's that person's personal opinion that, hey, I know this person did something wrong and I think they need to be held accountable for it and they call the police and are like going, hey, I seen the mixed American rebel chick freaking run a stop sign. She needs to get a ticket for that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with getting a ticket. I'm okay with doing the time. I'm okay with getting a fine. I did something wrong. I need to pay for it. I'm not against that. I'm all for dealing with my own consequences. So, when people are like going, I didn't do it, trying to deny it. It's like going, dude, we have evidence. We have video. We know it was you. Stop denying it. And they're still in denial about it. And it's just... If you know you did something wrong, fess up to it. If you know you did it, even if you don't think it's wrong, you should still confess to it. Like, yeah, I went to the party. (laughs) Did I drink? No. Do you believe me? No. But I went to the party. I didn't drink. And that was the end of it. I went home. Do your parent would your parents believe you? Probably not. Would the police believe you? Hell no. Hell no. You go to a party and there's drinking. Hey, nobody's gonna believe you that you were sober. Alright? Seriously. Oh, I've been going at this for about eighteen minutes now. My ramblings and rantings. 
I am sorry. I will leave you, you guys off for today. You guys have a great, fantastic Friday. Much love. Mixed American Rebel out. Alright, so I have an Instagram account. You know, like most, most girls do. And I took it off of private because, you know, I have some things on there that, like, I want to share with people. But then, as soon as I turn it to public, I get all the fucking creepers. I don't know about you, but getting all these random messages from dudes saying, Oh, you're so sexy. You're pretty. Do you want boyfriend? Do you have boyfriend? Show me your tits. Yeah, no. That ain't gonna get a girl attracted to you. That's just gonna piss her off. Especially if you're freaking like me. Who is a... I'm not going to say I'm a feminist. I am all for equal rights. But I'm also for equality in general. Because believe it or not, people, we still don't have that. Yeah, the government says, yeah, we're all equal. We're all the same. Bull fucking shit. Okay? Yeah, on paper it says we're all equal. That's fine and dandy. But then again, you go walking down the street and all you hear in my town is fucking Indians. You know what? They were here before you, everybody else here, so why is everybody complaining? Like, seriously. Their people got wiped out by our ancestors. Now see, I say our ancestors, I'm a mixed person. I have Native, I have Mexican, I have British in me. I mean, like, if I were to flash around my ancestry DNA thing, yeah, I'm mostly British. But then again, there's also a whole bunch of Native in there. There's a whole bunch of Hispanic in there. So, you know, I don't get it. I mean, everybody's mixed with something at some point in their past generations. Why do we always have to spread the hate? Like, why do we insist on throwing this out there, throwing salt in the wound, and just telling people, hey, your people got wiped out, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's not cool. There's a reason for this. And then people wonder why, like, Native American people were always so offended when people start hitting the drum, hitting our sacred drums and not knowing what the meaning of the drum is and how the beats affect us. And then, oh yeah, back to Ancestry DNA thing. I'm also from Africa. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. Africa. So, not only am I mixed with British, Native, and Hispanic, I'm also mixed with African. So, I just, I I don't get it. I mean, like, yeah, I got pale skin, but, I mean, like, I'm a pale Latin person, but growing up, I was always hated on because I was poor. I was always very friendly with people. But as soon as the, my friend's parents seen that I lived in a trailer, they're like, oh my God, they're poor. You, they have to come over, hang out at our house. We're not letting you live there. We're not letting you stay over there. Okay, see, parents, parents' prejudices rub off on their children. My dad, he didn't care. He was like going, be back before sun and set tonight. If you don't, call me and let, you, let me know where you're at. Let me know that you're staying over at somebody's friend's house. As long as I've met him. I know who they are. I know where they live. I don't care. 
and go play. That's how my dad was. That's how my mom was. That's how most of my neighbor's parents were. But nowadays, you see all these helicopter parents. I call them helicopter parents because they're like going, they have to know where you are every second of every moment of every single day. And they won't let you out of their your sight. If you're not in the same house or if you're outside, they have to be outside with you. Me? Go play outside, kids. Can we stay in the yard? I prefer it if you stay in the yard. Or are you going to come out? No. I got shit to do. So, anyways, I'm getting distracted here. I'm sorry. I'm all squirrely today. Here's the deal, guys. Our parents' prejudices got rubbed off on us. And if we keep pushing them onto our own children, we're just going to keep repeating the cycle. That's not going to fix anything. That's just going to cause more problems. I, for one, my daughter was like going, there's the, his little girl in my class. It's like, okay, well, that's cool. And she's like going, she's got an afro. She's kind of nice. It's like, everybody can be nice. Everybody can be mean. It's a choice to be like that. It's not a way of life. It's not a way of life that people have to live. You don't have to only have white friends. You don't always have to have you don't only have to have black friends and or African American friends or whatever you want to call people. Color is just a shade that you color with with frickin' crayons. Color pencils, paints, whatever. Color is to create art. People are art. If you look at a child's face, you see the small slope of their nose because they're really small and they haven't quite grown into, gotten to their mature stage where their nose actually changes shape. There are people that don't get that. People are art pieces in themselves. Because all of the genetics are like the pencil strokes drawing them. They are unique. They are all beautiful. And that's my opinion. I know half the time it's not a very popular thing. But, you know, I'm all for unpopular opinions. So... That could just be me. <laughs> but anyways, the racist people in this town, though, man, I'm telling you. I don't get why everybody's all about color stays with color. Or religion stays with religion. Me, I'm a polytheist. Polytheist. Not a polygamist. I'm married to one person. That ain't happening. A polytheist, if you don't know already, is somebody who believes in many gods. Me? I think God, Allah, and Zeus are all the same person. They all show the same qualities of each other. They're just different aspects of them. And I know that's going to be an extremely, extremely unpopular thing in here. So I hope I don't offend anybody on that part. Because I'm just stating my opinion. But, I mean, the Virgin Mary is the goddess Gaia. Or Mother Earth, as some people call it. I mean, people, people don't get this. That, um, if you look back in ancient times, back in Britain, before the Greek, 
before Greece came and conquered England and all those other places, there were strong foundational beliefs in a polytheistic manner. They believed in many gods and goddesses. There was a balance, like yin and yang. There was a balance. Yin for ladies, yang for men. And no matter what, there's always going to be a part of each and all of us. So you can be as masculine as you want. You can be as feminine as you want. Whatever. What I'm saying is that beliefs and people's views are always so clouded and closed-minded most of the time. I'm not going to say all the time. But most of the time, people can't get past what they see right in front of them. I'm not saying that your belief in God is, is wrong. Because you have faith in, in this. I'm not challenging your faith. I am happy that you have faith in him. I'm proud that you have faith in something. I'm proud that the Islamic groups, Islamic people, the people that believe in Allah, uh, that they believe in him so wholeheartedly that they try and mimic his image by living the way that they feel he would want you to live. That is fine. I'm not challenging that. I am just simply saying that everybody believes in something. I believe that there should be equality. I believe that people are like artwork. They're just pencil strokes on a paper. They're all unique. They're all beautiful people. And you know what? People come in all shapes and sizes. Everybody's saying, well, we're not... We're full of, like, all these fat people. Yeah, well, you know what? Fat can be beautiful, too. Skinny can be beautiful. Women with small waists and big breasts can be beautiful. People with no breasts and is, like, with no breasts and a big waist, they can be beautiful as well. Everyone is beautiful. No matter what your size, race, or color, your faith, you are beautiful. You are unique. I would say you're unique like a snowflake. But each storm brings unique snowflakes. And then guess what? They get reused again in the winter. You are your own person. You have your own beliefs. You have your own own faith in a religion or the lack thereof. I'm not counting out you atheist people. I'm just saying. Everyone is unique. And if we keep criticizing our uniqueness as individuals, we are not going to succeed as a whole. Barack Obama... And his Black Pride or Black Lives Matter movement. It separated the country again. And I'm not saying the Ku Klux Klan is any better. Because they separate our country as well. The gangs, the drug dealers, all of this stuff separates us from a whole. We only think about ourselves. We are selfish people in the continental United States. And it's sad. I know, I know. I'm probably going to get a lot of heckle for this. And I'm probably going to have a whole bunch of people following my Twitter and going, You're so rude. You're so not right. Well, you know what? I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm not saying that I, what I say is the right thing to say. However, what I am saying is my belief, my truth, 
the one thing that I hold true to the best of my knowledge is that we as a country cannot continue on this path or we will fail. We will break apart. We will fall into turmoil. We will be just as broken as we were when we first started this country. It'll be us against each other, and it's not fair. We are being tyrannical to ourselves. We are bringing tyranny to our own people. People that were born here in the USA, they're not white, they're not Caucasian, they're not Asian, they're not Mexican, they're not Hispanic, they're not Latino, they are Americans. They are American people. No matter what your race, color, creed, You are an American. Whether you like to think so or not, that's your choice. But no matter what, we're Americans. We need to protect our people. I walked down the street the other day and I started cleaning up. And I had a police officer stop me and was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, going, why not? I live in this his neighborhood. Do I need to have a reason to clean it up? Well, you didn't drop it. No, I didn't drop it. Doesn't mean that I shouldn't pick it up. Well, why? At first, I was a little perplexed because as a police officer, you would think... Cleaning up the streets would be a good thing. But he questioned me as if I was doing something wrong. And all I simply stated after that was... Because if we aren't going to take care of it, who will? He stopped for a second. Looked like he was thinking. Looked like he was going to ask me another question. Then he rolled up his window and drove off. I walked around a good six block radius and picked up trash. There were Starbucks cups, City Brew cups. There was Burger King and Wendy's these bags all over the place. There were chips, chip bags. Papers that people didn't really need in their car and they just threw out or fell out. All these things that, you know, as a community, we always say we want a clean neighborhood, but nobody wants to go forth and do it. But I suppose the people that are trying to say we want a clean neighborhood, they want only only certain racial features or religious preferences in their neighborhood. We're so stuck up in our old ways that it's tearing our own country apart and nobody realizes that if we don't change what we're doing now, we're going to keep failing. I'm not sure what great person said this, but I remember my history teacher once told me, we learn about the past so that way we don't repeat it. Yet, we're repeating it now. Because back in the 1960s, or I don't don't remember when Martin Luther King, King Jr. was around, but he created a movement for his brothers and sisters of color. to be united in the front that they should de- that they deserve equal rights. And you know what? His movement was so strong and so powerful that millions of people 
stood behind him. One strong human being fought against injustice and succeeded. And yet, people here nowadays, yes, they fought for equality for the LGBTQ rights, but what about the basic human right to be who you are? I know this probably sounds very corny, but prejudice is the biggest evil on this planet because people that only look at the surface will only see the surface. It's like judging a book by its cover. We are an ignorant people. We are a sad, ignorant group of people. And you know what? It's not going to change until we all realize that we're all Americans. We were born here. Some have dot. Some have fought and died for this country. And yet, people go and ruin their graves dishonoring their memory during the civil war yeah the south health wanted to keep the slaves and the north wanted to free them as basic US history knowledge they each fought for what they thought was right One failed, one succeeded. But chastising them for their beliefs is what we're good at. The Confederate flag is seen as a hateful thing, when in all actuality, it's a historical thing. People think that because they're proud of Their heritage means that they're racist. It's not true. I'm proud to be from where I've come from. I'm proud to know that my grandfather on my dad's side fought and was held captive for 40 months For this country, for the basic human right back in World War II to be and to be and to believe in what they wanted. When Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, when Adolf Hitler massacred an, an entire religious faction. In multiple countries, he was angry because of the moral corruptedness. Because those people were more interested in having, now Adolf Hitler's words, a divine race. And in Japan, they thought, hey... We could have more con- more group, more property, more value if they help and take over a country. Back then, they were just as ignorant as we are today. But their violence created what we have today. Although... There are some things in this world that cannot be erased. Trying to erase history is one of the United States' biggest flaws.
There are people that are trying to destroy historical monuments in the South because they see that these things are racist and that they're immoral. Those people that live now that are descendant from slaves, they are not slaves now. They work hard for what they have now. They have better rights than what people did back then. We are not technically the same country as what we were when slaves were around. People have more rights. You can work You pay taxes. You have a home. You have food. You have clothing. You have shelter. All of these things, most of those people back then had little to none. So please forgive me if I find that history being destroyed is immoral. We have these monuments erected well before we came along so that way we would remember not to glorify or approve of what these people did. It is to remember what we did and how we can come back from that. How we can make our country better from knowing our mistakes. people, I ask that you step back from all of your prejudices and think of the United States in one way. We are human beings who are born here and many people have come to this country because The Statue of Liberty gives people hope for a new life, for a new start. Yes, we are still a young country compared to many, but it is because we are young that we are the most looked at country in the entire globe. That's all for today. Mixed American Rebel. Well, you can find me at JulieBuck89 at Twitter. And hopefully someone heeds my advice and puts down their prejudice and look at the bigger picture. Has anybody ever noticed that in the English language, tear and tear are spelled the exact same, but they are pronounced differently because they're used in different contexts. Like, I have a tear running down my face as I tear the piece of paper. See? It sounds different, but it's spelled exactly like the same. Sometimes I think English can be total garbage. Don't get me wrong. It is my mother language, I get it, but dear goodness gracious, why is English so difficult to learn? I mean, for people from foreign countries, I have a friend from Japan who is very confused whenever I use some of our slang terms like fiddlesticks. Like, what the fuck is a fiddlestick? And then, unless you, like, Google it or you're from the area, nobody knows what the fuck a fiddlestick is. Sorry for the foul language, guys, but it's very frustrating, you know? You speak a language all your life, and you're not going to know every single word. 
And if you do, congratulations, you're one of the few people that do. I look at a 1920s English dictionary versus the 2000 and let's see, my kid has a 2017 English dictionary. That dictionary literally has text message acronyms in there. In the dictionary. So LOL is literally in the 2017 dictionary. You know how ridiculous that is? That we're having to add in these acronyms for this? Seriously. Give it its own little book. Like the acronym book. Or text code. Like I don't know what half the text code is. I know what BTW is. By the way. OMG. Oh my god. Or, oh my gosh. But seriously, it's like, why are we having to bend our standards of our own language to keep up with the dwindling... dwindling path of our future people. I don't get it. It could just be me. I could just be the whiny little person that's sitting here, here recording this. It's going, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? I feel that these things should be changed. Like, who would, why do we need to have it, an acronym like LOL in our English dictionary when it's just simply an acronym? Why don't you just create a book just full of the acronyms? Like, we have a thesaurus and a synonym book and an antonym book. Like, come on. There are a reason why the English dictionary is specifically set up the way that it was in the 1920s. So basically, I guess what I'm saying is that English is garbage. <laughs> there are several... If I remember correctly, there's four different versions of there. There's there, like that person over there sat down on the chair. T-H-E-R-E. And then there's there. There sitting at the couch. T-H-E-I-R. And then it's Fudge nugget, that was the wrong there. That was T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. See? See, exactly. I can understand it when it's written down. Trying to explain it? Uh-uh. Trying to explain to a 10-year-old the differences between there and weather and weather? Seriously. They sound the same. They are not spelled the same. And then there's the tear and tear. They're spelled the same, but they d sound different. See, at least in Spanish, you're like on hola, como estas? There's formal, which was the one that I said, and then hola, que pasa? What's up? How's it going? That's their, like, friendly talk. Like, I go up to my cousin's. They say, hola, que pasa? Okay. We understand that. Me, not knowing very much of my Spanish, I say, hola, como estas? Está bien? They understand that, like, I'm not doing it to be rude. It's because my Spanish sucks. I'll talk to you a little bit. Like, I can understand a few words in Spanish. I can... 
get the basic conversation or the basic context of a sentence with the words that I know. So I can usually work through whatever they said and and it's like, oh, they were asking where this is or how my family is doing, stuff like that. I can get that concept, but not everybody's going to get it. I have some coworkers that like they speak fluently in multiple languages, which is amazing. They can speak Spanish, they can speak French, they can speak Portuguese. I mean, whoa, totally awesome. And they would rather speak Spanish, Portuguese, and French than English. You know how sad that is. They find it more comforting and easier to speak and understand than the English language. I don't know. That could be me. But, I mean, it's me and, like, the three people that I work with. Woohoo! Anyways. So, when you look around and you're speaking to somebody, if you simplify what you're trying to say, like, talk simply. Like, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I had to go to work today. That wasn't so much fun, but it had to happen. That people can understand. It's simple and straight to the point. Not everybody's going to get that. Anyways, that's my take on it for today. You guys have a great day. Love, peace, and as usual, hippie grease. Bye, guys.